Hey everybody, this is Courtney, and you are listening to Murder Porn. Yay, 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 yay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, guys. Um, also, <laughs> I've been gone for a while. Um, I At the very end of all of this, I will kind of tell you about what's been going on and where I've been and kind of give you guys some updates in my life, um, which is pertaining to as to why I've kind of been gone. Uh, but we're just going to like jump right into the story. Um, and it's actually a personal story. So, uh, Allison and I are moving into what we're calling Halloween. So it's, I know kind of mid September. Um, but Her and I both love Halloween, so we've been super excited and been talking for months about doing Halloween episodes. So to kick it all off, um, today I'm going to be telling you guys a personal haunted story. Um, So I know some people are probably going to sit there and be like, people who think that they've experienced the paranormal are crazy, and so I might get people who say that I'm crazy, but this did happen to me personally. I had a couple people at the very end who were able to experience it with me. Um, so let's just jump into it. So some of the people that I'm going to discuss, I'm going to change their names in order to protect identities. Um, I know one of them, I think one of them listens to our podcast. I'm not 100% certain. They did ask me what our podcast name was. So they very well might listen to our podcast. Um, So um, yeah, I'm just going to protect identities, but this person is going to know exactly who they are. So anyway, for a lot of my life, I don't know. I guess I'm just more sensitive. I have seen paranormal stuff, but this happened to have been like the scariest experience I think I've personally ever had, which is why I'm telling you this story. But I have oodles of paranormal stories. If you guys ever want to listen to them, um, I'll be happy to tell them. But let's just get started. So and this was in 2010. So in the summer of 2010, I met... Um, this guy, we're going to call him Rob. And, um, so, you know, I started talking to and hanging out with Rob. Eventually we had, we got into a relationship with each other. Um, and Rob had this friend, Dan, Dan is going to become important later in the story. So Rob and I had been hanging out and, um, I was very young at the time. So was he, And, um, I lived with my mom at the time. This was like right after we had gotten out of like a recession. So I was just living with my mom. Um, my mom and I get along for the most part, but we cannot live together. Uh, no, we just, I don't know what it is. We get along when we're not living together, but when we're, we're together, we just butt heads like crazy. So 
at some point, a friend and I were going to get an apartment. Um, well, I was going to move into her apartment. Her hus- She had a husband, and her husband was deploying. I can't remember specifically why I didn't end up moving into the apartment. I want to say that like she was going, she either was going to be moving because she was going into like a particular kind of nursing program or like she um, found out that she was pregnant. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, moving into with each other did not end up working out. So my mom and I got into a really bad argument one night and I ended up um, leaving. I ended up staying with Rob. Um, His parents have a lake house in Michigan and we live in Northern Indiana. So we ended up, um, I just would, I just basically stayed there with Rob and his parents would come on the weekends and, um, like they split their time between the different locations. So we were there, but they had to close the house in the fall. So our time there was like limited. So either I was going to find another place to live or I was going to move back in with my mom who I just did not get along with. Like I said, I love my mom. We just don't get along when we live together. Um, so Rob and I were basically like, why don't we just get a place to live together? Like we've been basically living together. We get along really well. Um, why not? So that's what we did. Rob did not want to get an apartment though, because he hunted and fished and, uh, he was worried he was going to have no place to like store anything. He wanted to be able to have room to store stuff like his equipment and things. So I was like, fair, we can do that. So we started looking at houses. We live in Northern Indiana, Northern Indiana. There's a lot of colleges. It's really hard to find a house that's reasonably priced. So we were actually looking in Michigan, uh, like Southern Michigan. So we were looking around, um, and eventually, you know, we, we found places, but then it, we just didn't really like certain things about it. And our time was like coming to an end in this lake house because they had to shut it down for the winter. And finally we put out a listing on Craigslist saying, Hey, we're looking for a house. Uh, real sketchy. I know. Um, I know how that sounds, (laughs) but back then this is Craigslist was like, this is, this, this was normal. Um, so we put out a, um, listing on Craigslist saying, Hey, we're looking for a house. This is what we're specifically looking for. And we got uh, contacted by a couple who owned the house and lived in the house their entire life. Um, but no longer lived there. They had retired in Puerto Rico. So, the way they described it was great. They said that they had a neighbor who kind of took care of the house. Um, so that's, that was like their, I guess their property manager, I guess you would call it. Uh, I, I don't know. Our landlords were the, the owners and I guess there was just like a neighbor that did all the property management. We like paid our, 
rent and everything towards that person and they just handled everything. If there was a problem within the house, we contacted that person. They were literally like right down the road from us. So they said that that we would meet up with this person and we could do a walkthrough. Unfortunately, uh, Rob had to go... Um, I, he had something going on. I want to say he had work. So I ended up going by myself, which once again, really stupid and really sketch. I don't know why I did that, but whatever. I was young. I was, I was dumb. So we ended up, I ended up going there and, uh, the place was nice. I, no complaints. The only weird thing about the place was there was carpet in the kitchen. Uh, That was the weirdest part of the whole entire place for me. So um, there was also like no dedicated, like there was a, um, bedroom area, but you would walk up the stairs and there was like, it was almost like a loft, if that makes sense. But you couldn't actually see anything from this like loft area. Like you couldn't see down, you couldn't see up, but there was like no door. There was like a, uh, railing next to the stairs that if you didn't have it, you would just like fall off and hit the stairs anyway. So the the best way I could describe it is like a loft. Um, so that was like also kind of like kind of weird, but I mean, not that super unusual. Uh, well, no, I lied. The weirdest part was the basement. The basement was the weirdest. Um, I was told it's called like a Michigan basement. I don't know if that's even a term or if that was something that Rob fucking made up. Um, but either way, it had a Michigan basement. So you walk down the basement, there was an area that looked like they had almost started to, uh, finish. Um, and then there was to the right was this really sketchy wooden door. You go through this wooden door and inside was this like unfinished area that was basically just the foundation. And um, it was like old and damp and there was a teaching desk like sitting in the middle of it. Uh, No, thank you. I'm not interested in that. But... I still did not, like, get any vibes off this place. I usually get vibes, but I did not get vibes. So, um, yeah, so we decided to take the house, and we ended up moving in um, in the beginning of, like, December of that year. So, and when we were first moving in, the, like, the first few hours... I say the first few hours because by the end of the night, something weird happened and no big deal. I didn't, like I said, didn't get any weird vibes. Nobody else got any weird vibes. Uh, Rob's friend, Dan, was helping us move in as well as uh, some of our family members, but most importantly, Rob's friend, Dan. So we got everything going. Uh, We got everything moved in. We didn't have a lot of stuff, so it was pretty quick. And by the, that evening, we were sitting down, um, Rob and Dan were sitting on the couch. I was like sitting on the floor, facing them, talking to them. 
and from that angle I could get a look out into the kitchen uh, there was some windows and you know there was the doorway and then there was some windows from the kitchen area so and then there was also a side door that I couldn't see in the kitchen area and all of a sudden we thought we were hearing the knob to the kitchen door like jiggling and about the time that that started um that's when I noticed that somebody walked by one of the windows in the back so we thought somebody was trying to break in so we run to the door um and we were trying to figure out what was going on we could hear the door jiggling uh rob opened the door there was no one there no one um and then we walked out the back thinking that maybe somebody had run it through the backyard and that's when we noticed that the window that i had looked at that i had seen somebody walk by if somebody had walked by it that person would have been eight foot tall for me to see their head exactly where I saw their head. I kid you not. So they were like, there's no way you saw a person walking back here. And I was like, no, I saw a person walking back here. And they had flat out heard the door jiggling to our kitchen. So the thought process was maybe that the former, the person that had lived there prior to us maybe had come by think, like thinking they could get in and they were trying to get something out of here. That was everybody's thought process. Maybe they they still had the key and they had changed the, the owners had changed the locks and the former tenant was using the key to try to get in, which made no sense because we would have seen that person once we opened the door, but that was their logic behind it. We contacted the manager, the the guy that was taking care of the place, um, and he honestly really didn't have any explanation for it. He said he had gotten the keys from the former tenant. That doesn't mean that they didn't make copies, but he was like, I don't think she would have come around because she hadn't, um, like... She hadn't left anything there. So, yeah. (laughs) So that was the first night. Um, As I said, like, Rob and Dan would explain away a lot of things. or And honestly, they didn't experience as much stuff as I did. So Rob um, and Dan were friends, like I said, and they also like worked together. And once again, they were also still kind of young. Dan lived with his parents. So sometimes uh, they would, when I was at work, because I would work late at night, uh, the two of them would just like kind of hang out and then like Dan would like um, crash on our couch. So he was around a lot. So he could have been able to tell you if there's something was going on in that house. And he he kept, like, uh, reiterating the same thing that Rob was saying, which was that he had not experienced anything in our house. Um, but I kept experiencing things. So let's just talk about some of the things that I experienced. So it first kind of started 
with, I mean, it first started that night, but then there was multiple times. So the way that we positioned our bed is I was up against kind of a wall and, um, there was like a, like a TV table at the end of our bed. So honestly, there was really nothing that could have gotten to me as far as like touching me because I was against a wall with the TV table at the end. So no, nothing could have like touched me, um, or, or brushed up against anything, I guess. Um, but I was constantly woken up multiple times, uh, feeling like somebody was touching my back. Uh, I had some, something like grab my feet multiple times, which was not cool. Uh, that was always like my biggest fear growing up is that something was going to touch my feet while I was sleeping. So I always like sleep with a blanket all over me, even if it's super, super hot, like my feet have to be covered. I don't know why that's like my irrational fear, but of course something started touching my feet. Uh, we did have dogs. Um, and once again, there's no way the dogs could have brushed my feet when this was happening because there was something in the way. Um, so it kind of started off with that. I would yell at Rob multiple times at night saying, stop touching me. And he was like, I'm not touching you. Um, but even then, like, I kind of like brushed it off as I was like half asleep, not thinking that anything was going on until all of a sudden I started hearing in the middle of the night, I would wake up, I feel like something was touching me and then I couldn't get back to sleep. And then I would start hearing the cabinet doors in our kitchen open and close. And usually if something was going on downstairs, it was when Dan wasn't there. So um, I would start hearing the cabinets in our kitchen opening and closing or the closet door to our living room opening and closing. And multiple times I would wake Rob up and tell him, no, there's somebody downstairs. And he'd be like, it's the wind. It's the wind. And it was in the middle of the winter time in Michigan when we were getting a lot of wind and snow. So, I mean, I could see how he could brush it off as that, but I'm telling you, like, I heard defined cabinets opening and closing. I knew the sound of our closet. So, um, it made kind of like a metally creaking noise when you opened it. I could hear that. So that was really frustrating because I would constantly tell people, or I constantly tell Rob I could hear something and he just would always brush me off because he never heard it or he was never awake to hear it. And then, um, there was also, eventually it kind of led to me actually seeing whatever it was. There was definitely two entities there. There was one that was like a man. I saw him twice. So there would be, I worked late at night and Rob and Dan worked earlier in the morning. So I would still be sleeping when they would go to leave. So Rob would leave and I'd be laying in bed and all of a sudden I get this feeling that I was being watched. Happened a lot. And then literally a lot. And then one day I did open my eyes and there was a man standing there. Um, I could describe him to you. He had dark hair. He had a blue shirt. Uh, He was right there in front of me. I 
freaked out. <laughs> and after that point, whenever Rob would leave in the mornings, I would always go downstairs with the lights on in the living room and watching TV. That's how I just coped with it. Um, and then eventually at some point I went to, this was happening where I was sitting in the living room watching TV and I was like, I need a drink. So I got up, went to go into the kitchen and the guy was standing there yet again in between me and the kitchen. (laughs) So same guy, dark hair, um, kind of like, kind of looked like a mullet, honestly. We had, we had a man in our house that was a spirit that had a mullet, but that's the best way I could describe his hair. Um, dark brown and had the blue shirt. It was seriously kind of scary. And that was the second time that I saw him. Um, and then the other entity I saw was a dark shadow figure. And this once again happened where I was going into the kitchen to go get a drink. This was in the middle of the night. And I was walking down the stairs. I turned on the kitchen light and there was the shadow figure standing in the middle of the kitchen. And I looked at it and then it bolted through a doorway down into the basement area. And I was like, well, that that's where my my... I never went down into the basement (laughs) Um, as like through the time that I lived there. Initially, I just didn't like the basement because it was just kind of weird and kind of like creepy looking. Um, But eventually I was like, nope, I really don't like this basement. I don't know why I'm getting weird vibes off of it. And then once I saw the shadow figure go down there, I was like, yep, that's why. That's why I don't like it. So I don't know if that was like the thing that would mess with the freaking cabinets, but whatever. Um, Eventually, um, and I'm pretty sure our dogs sensed it as well prior to this one incident I'll tell you about. But there was multiple times that we would come home and uh, they would be in their crates and both of them would have peed and like um, like puked all over their crates because we would crate them when we were gone. So they wouldn't, uh, tear everything up and, um, they peed and like puked all over their crates. One of them was trying to chew their way out. Um, this happened a couple times and then eventually we like stopped crating them because, it seemed like that they were really disturbed and upset by whatever was going on. Rob just thought it was because they they didn't like the crates. Um, I honestly think that they saw something and they didn't like it. Um, but eventually, at one point, we had an incident. Like One of our dogs was older and one of our dogs was more of a puppy. And I woke up in the middle of the night because I was being touched again. And when I woke up in the middle of the night, I was hearing cabinets slamming downstairs. I was hearing um, what sounded like dishes move. I was hearing uh, walking through the downstairs. I was a thousand percent positive that somebody, somebody was in 
our house. Like, I didn't think this was any, like, entity. I thought this was a person. So I was trying to wake up Rob. I was hitting him. I'm like, you need to wake up. You need to wake up. You need to wake up. And then all of a sudden, the footsteps stop. And our dog is standing at the top of the stairs and sweetest dog in the world. And all of a sudden she starts to bare her teeth and she's growling at something. And to the point that like our little dog was like trying to get up to see what was going on. And then she was like nipping at him, trying to get him away. And I could start to hear it walking up the stairs. And it was like yelling like, Rob, you need to wake up. And he did pop awake, and that's when everything stopped. I'm telling you, this thing was, like, messing with me. It didn't seem to mess with anybody else. Like I said, Dan, like, slept in our um, living room from time to time after they'd been at um, – after he'd, like, be hanging out with Rob when I was at work. So, like, he didn't see anything. Multiple times – I confronted the two of them and told them that something is not right with this place. And he just, Rob was like, I've not seen anything. Dan would see something if something was going on. And he was like, no, nothing. I've seen nothing. And this whole entire thing, I started to feel like it was crazy. Because I'd also hear my name a lot. I'd be sitting in the house and I would just be kind of hanging out. Um, I would be reading and all of a sudden I'd hear my name out of nowhere. I mean, this, this shit was like messing with me. Uh, there was even one morning that, um, Rob went to go leave for work. I walked into, walked downstairs and walked into the bathroom. And then I thought I had heard, um, the door shut and lock and him say that he was leaving. And then I, walked into the kitchen and uh that's when the door was still wide open and um his car was like still outside and then he comes back in and I was like I thought you were leaving and he was like I'm not leaving yet it's too early still and I was like but you just told me you were leaving and he goes I didn't tell you anything um so I don't know if he was just messing with me at that point uh but I definitely heard some him say that he was leaving and he shut and I could hear the door shut and lock but it wasn't when I walked in there that was the other thing that would happen a lot is I would be the last person to come into the house a lot at uh because I would come in late at night and the next morning Rob would wake me up saying you didn't shut the door uh the door was wide open but I know I shut and locked it uh that happened one too many times that he would come downstairs in the morning and the door would be wide open. Uh, that he can talk about, about experiencing <laughs> because he he definitely knew that happened. He thought it was me. Um, so this kept going on. There was multiple times that I wanted to move um, and, you know, just he would convince me that, you know, we obviously like we didn't really have many places to go, many options. Um, And then he said, you know, maybe in the spring, if something you feel like something is still messing with you, we can just move back into the lake house 
and then we can figure out what we're going to do come the fall. Um, at one point in time, I just, I just wanted to move home. I just did not want to stay there anymore. I didn't care that we had no place else to go. Rob and Dan could stay there. <laughs> like for all I cared, they were not being less with like I was. So finally, at some point, I just kind of like said, I'm not staying here anymore. We, we just can't stay here anymore. I, it's just getting too out of control. I'm like constantly paranoid when I'm there by myself. And finally, that's when we decided to move. And that's what happened. So we were getting, and this is when finally Dan and Rob experienced what I experienced. So I had left to go get us McDonald's. And when I left to go get us McDonald's, I came back and Rob and Dan were like sheet white. Like I, and they were just staring at me and they were like, we're sorry. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, we finally experienced what you experienced. And when I say that they experienced what I experienced, it wasn't even like a quarter of what I experienced, (laughs) but they had, um, were walking down the stairs with our dresser. And when they were walking down the stairs with our dresser, they said that, that all the handles went up at once. And Rob was like at the top and Dan was at the bottom. And he said that he looked at Dan and he was like, if you do not get down these, the, these stairs, I'm dropping this and I'm running. And <laughs> so, and then when he said that, all of the handles fell. <laughs> and then the very next day, so we, we went and stayed um, back at the lake house that night, because it wasn't far from where we lived at. And when we did this, we came back the next morning, and we had this, like, container, um, I guess, the, it's like a metal container, you know, you, you, like, sometimes you get them around the holidays, and they have, like, cookies in them, um, it's got the lid, and the lid is, like, impossible to get off. Well, we always put our change in there, um, which I had tons of change because I worked as a server at this point. So that's why I was always out late because I was at work pretty late. Um, so we had tons of change in there. We came home, uh, well, back to the house to get the rest of our stuff out. And that's when we found the metal container wide open on our kitchen table. And there was no change in there. Well, we found the change in all of the corners of the house in little piles. I shit you not. I shit you not. It was so scary. Uh, at that point, we just grabbed all our shit that we had left over. We got out as fast as we could. And that was it. Dan did say that, and this was like months later, he told me that uh, he walked back in the house by himself right before we left and all the cabinet doors were wide open. Um, I don't know if he was just fucking with me at that point or if it actually happened. Um, but he said that he didn't tell us because like that day, because he knew that we were all really scared. So, um, but yeah, that was my haunted experience. Um, the scariest haunted experience I've ever lived through. Here comes my husband. 
hi i'm making a podcast <laughs> so that's my husband in the background i don't know if you can hear him but yeah so that's my personal haunted story uh i hope you guys enjoy this because like i said we're beginning following um and this is how we're kicking it off but yeah so i'm gonna chit chat with you guys and tell you guys like what's been happening so because i promised you that i would do that so allison and i have been haven't been able to get together because uh she's been kind of saying that like i was getting ready for a new job um i actually started the job in august i work as a night shift nurse again so i'm no longer a stay-at-home mom i've been a stay-at-home mom for two years almost two years um but so I'm back at work. I work full time. So it's three 12 hour shifts a week. Um, <clears throat> but the first month I was um, doing orientation. So uh, I was doing like in class orientation and there was several classes that I also was taking uh, to kind of fulfill being ready for work but I was also working the floor as well at night. So I was like, it, it was, it was insane. It was insane to kind of finagle. So that's kind of been what's going on and why we haven't been able to get together. We did record uh, separately this past weekend. And then we're also going to record finally together this weekend. So we do have an episode that will be next week. That's when we're going to be still separated, but it's, we're still to, like, we're talk we're together. We're together, but not. And then um, the following week after that, then we'll start the episodes where we're back together. And like I said, they're following episodes. Um, Allison has some things that she's cooking up. I have some things that I'm cooking up. I'm super excited about this because like I said, we both love Halloween. So this is going to be a really fun one. Um, so yeah, that's what's been going on. Also, another life update is, you know, because I live about 35, 40 minutes away from Allison. Well, my husband and my kids and I are going to be moving a heck of a lot closer because my job um, is basically like right down the road from where Allison is. So we're moving a heck of a lot closer and we're moving in October. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so yeah, that's what's been going on in my life and why I've been kind of MIA and why Allison has had to kind of like pick up and do a lot of things. Um, so yeah, you'll be seeing me more now that I'm adjusting back to work. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, any shows, movies, whatever. Honestly, I've had haven't had a lot of time to watch any movies or shows. Um, I started like The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and the reason why I kind of like did that was because I'm. It's something that I'm cooking up for Halloween. Um, but yeah, I started that. I'm really excited to finish that. And as far as, like, books go, um, I really can't tell you because, like I said, I've been cooking up the larger episode that I'm going to be doing, the uh, Serial Unaliver that I'm going to be talking about. And I think we're going to be doing that in August, uh, November. 
once all the following stuff is through and then I can finally tell you exactly what all of this is and what book I've been reading um so I'm I'm really excited to tell you guys all about it because I've been really I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on this person um yeah I'm just really excited to tell you guys about it but anyway so that's it for today um I didn't get a missing child this week should have probably pull up a missing child. I was looking at um, something on Reddit the other day. And that's what I should have. Well, I'll find one really fast. So we can do a missing child. I should have been better prepared for this one. And then I pull up the Wikipedia site for Nick Nick. Uh, believe it or not, I did have a missing child ready for when we did um, our episode this past week. And because it was an active missing person, like a, uh, what am I thinking? An active uh, Amber Alert. And I don't even know if it's up there now. Um. So let's just pull one up. Zarina Bryant. She went missing from Indianapolis, Indiana. This is perfect because um, we're from Indiana. She was last seen May 5th, 2022. Um, and she may be in the company of a black uh, adult male. Um. Like I said, she went missing from Indianapolis, Indiana, last seen May 5th, 2022. Her date of birth is March 18th, 2008. Uh, She's 14 years old, black female, um, black hair, brown eyes, height is 5'4", and her weight is 187 pounds. So if you see her contact 1-800-THE-LOST, which is uh, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's hotline that's open 24-7. You can also call 911, or you can call the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department, which is 1-317-327-3811. And we'll be posting pictures of her on our Instagram so you can see her go head over there. Our Instagram is P podcast. Um, so just go head over there and then we have all the links where to find us. You can find us if you found us right now, you're listening, you've already probably found us, but we're on all of the different streaming platforms for podcasts. Um, and yeah, so that's the end of the story. Happy following, everybody, and I will see you next time. Okay, bye!